to Telab's new tech talk, a audiovisual blog, and today's topic is going to be IT staff challenges. And um, what we know is that there is a shortage out there of staff, and we know that there are skill set gaps out there. Now, what makes things even worse is the fact that it is accepted fact that Humans are one of the biggest causes of security breaches and network outages. And when this happens, whether the actions are out of malicious intent or negligence, whether they're intentional or unintentional, the consequences to the business relative to reputation, relative to finances, and business disruption and legal are all the same. Bad. So it's a tough place to uh, have a living, have an occupation, lots of challenges there for the IT pros. So what I thought we would do is today I invited Joel Fisher to join us and Joel's going to share some of his insight. He works with staff of every size and every vertical. And he also um, has been doing this for a while now. So I think, Joel, you'll have some unique perspective. And I thought you'd share some of your uh, insights. OK. Uh, hello, everyone. I, um, yeah, I spend a lot of time. Um, in a lot of different industries with a lot of different IT teams. Um, I see a lot of the issues that they have and I see a lot of the issues that, uh, you know, that come across in their staffing that, that we try and solve here at Telabs. And there are um, basically five things that I kind of wanted to talk about here today. Um, a shortage of talent, the aging of our technical staff, um, some siloing of technology that's going on, um, some of the network decisions and the way networks are designed being embedded into systems. Um, and then movements to some of these higher levels of management. And all of that really does affect how um, IT staff challenges are, are, are viewed. The first is really straightforward. We, we have a shortage of talent. Um, we have um, a very large demand for talent. Everything we do nowadays from a business perspective and even from a personal perspective is technology bound. Um, everybody carries a cell phone. Everybody does email. Everybody has all of these things that they need to do. And it's all technology you know, bound. And it's maybe not that we have less people doing the same technology that we did before, but it's that we have um, more requests for it. So those people are stretched even farther and farther. And so what we find, and I find this in a lot of different industries, I hear that we just can't find anybody to hire. And it's not necessarily that, like again, that the, the amount of people has gone down. It's that the, the number of demands for those same people have gone up. Right? And what kind of hits as part of that is that, that aging of a technical staff. You know, um, very simply, we, we're all getting older. And some of us have been doing this for a very long time now. And the new staff that is coming in, um, 
yes, they're quick, they're new, they're very smart, you know, they understand technology, they grew up with it. Um, but a lot of the history of why we do things or how we do things or why we design things in particular ways, all of that is, is aging out as we go forward. There's, there's a general um, lack of knowledge of the underpinnings of networking. We're building upon what our forefathers built. And as we see the technical staff age out, number one only crunches the amount of staff available. It also crunches on the, um, on the uh, ability of the staff. They're, the mentoring piece of it misses. The, the this is why you're doing what you're doing types of things. We're also seeing another issue that's kind of hitting us from an IT staff challenge, and that's siloing of technology. You know, we all see it. We all see that um, I am a database specialist. I'm a Python coder. I am a web interface designer. I am an AV specialist. I am, I am something, right? It used to be that everybody was a generalist and we got used to hiring generalists. We would hire somebody in as our IT staff. You give them whatever you needed to do and they would run forward with it. But as we've grown and industries have grown, um, there has become the siloing of different technologies. It takes a lot to run a large database. It takes knowledge, it takes a skill set and lots of training. Same way it takes a lot of skill set and training to run networks and different pieces of network equipment. Even to the point that transitioning from one piece of network equipment to another sometimes is viewed as monumental, right? Because there are all of these commands and ways of things that are done. Um, that, that kind of get us. So when I go out and I'm trying to hire IT staff, I'm in this bind of, am I hiring people who are skilled in what I'm actually looking for? Or am I hiring people that appear to have the ability that I can train them to do what I want them to do? And that, that becomes a more difficult issue that we find a lot of times that um, we don't see this, this, I found exactly the right person. Unless I'm in one of the very major veins, I wanted a database specialist, right? That type of a thing. Another thing that's really hitting us from a networking um, perspective, um, there is a large, large variety of networking equipment available out there. But what you find if you really open up all the equipment is you find networks on a chip. So what we see is that that if the majority is out there right now in the switching world, for instance, uh, the way that the chip vendor has decided that it should go is the way that networks get defined. Or there's features that, you know, are embedded in chipsets that define the way networks are going to be done. So that um, our IT staff doesn't necessarily know the why or the wherefore that it's in, or that there even is a better or different way. We feel that very much within the optical and industry in that it's viewed as different. And it's viewed as different because a lot of people are used to this idea of what a chip provides. And the chip provides a very specific way of dealing with different things. And the other part that we run into is, is this management um, platform that everybody wants. You often hear it talked about as a single pane of glass. I want to manage my network from one area. And honestly, uh, that's a very nice thing. It's very attractive. It helps me 
lessen my, my IT staffing needs. However, once again, I am limited as to what that interface provides. Very specific examples of talking with individuals and, and asking, so what is your total network bandwidth that they're using? Well, I don't know. I don't have a way to show me that because it's not in the interface that I'm looking at. And there's not a really a knowledge base to say, oh, I'll just go look at it in a different place, in a different way, which is what maybe I grew up with. Um, but um, existing um, IT staff doesn't really know how to go to those places because they haven't been trained. They have been trained in this higher level management. You know, I've heard it said that um, the, you know, at least in the technic, in the networking technology industry, that things have gotten so complicated that single people have a hard time understanding all the nuances of the networks they're running. Right? So what we see with um, higher level management systems um, is hiding all of that, which is a good thing on one hand, but on the other hand, it when you have to go under the covers and you have to look, staff is just not trained there anymore. And it becomes a staffing challenge. How do I run really complex networks and keep them up and running in crisis mode? And that's um, those are just some of the areas that I think um, and see from different um, organizations. And again, I deal with lots of organizations across the board. I deal with um, corporate America. I deal with federal America. Um, I deal with all kinds of things. And they all have kind of the same common set of themes of IT staffing challenges. And how am I going to how am I going to approach that? We like to think from a Telabs Pond perspective or an optical land that we do help that a lot. Yes, we follow the idea of a single pane of glass interface. Right? It helps us hide that. It helps alleviate um, some of the staffing challenges that you have. On the other side of that, where I talked about it's very complicated underneath, there is not a lot of complicated stuff in Pond underneath. It's very simple to run, even without, even without the single pane of glass interface, um, users and administrators find it very easy to run and move forward with, lessening your staff requirements, right? Well, Plus some passive, of the other things you know, for so much of distance, it's just passive and no electricity, no maintenance, no power. There's, <laughs> there's no power. There's no software to be dealing with in a lot of places. Um, a lot of the protocols that we're used to dealing with are um, just go away. Right. Um, for instance, my my personal background is, is routing protocols. There are no such things within a pod network. The years of experience it took me to build to do that are are not required to run a pod network, which is a very good thing in a way, right? Because it, it it follows this pattern of IT staffing not having to have a highly in depth knowledge of a lot of things. Well, Joel, so how about some of the uh, zero touch provisioning? You know, the plug and play of the ONTs and, and oh, the yeah. global profiles. Very much. I mean, a, a pawn system um, works where I want to add Ethernet ports. I plug in a I plug in a cable, and the ONT comes up, configures itself, the software gets downloaded to it, and the ports come in service. Things like that can make it very simple. And instead of having to have a staff of, of 10 people who all are deeply knowledgeable, you can have a lower set of staff for the knowledgeable side and be able to accommodate um, um, other ideas. 
coming. You know, the whole idea, I, I always liken this back to right? And they kind of it. But in the movies, you always see them walk up to the wall and grab a cable and plug it in, and it just works. That's the way Pawn operates. It's not the way the rest of the networking world operates. And that's what we strive for. And we strive for accounting staff or for IT staff to help and be able to manage networks like that. Okay, Joel, I appreciate your insight in this and thanks for sharing your knowledge. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up mm -hmm. today's uh, audiovisual tech talk uh, covering IT staff challenges. And if you want to learn more about this topic, I would encourage you to go to the Telabs website. There's a solution page called Operational Efficiencies, and on there you can uh, learn more about um, Pawn uh, Manager and um, all the things that we do to simplify the network. Also, I encourage you to uh, get involved with us online. We uh, are on all the major social media outlets and uh, jump on there, join, share, like, and comment when we cover topics just like this. So with that, um, on behalf of myself and all your friends here at Telabs, thank you for joining and have a great day and a great rest of your week.